0: MA Power Trade, polarama Cash and Carry, Fairfield Meat Centre, and Strand Cash and Carry.
1: The best way to get you going. Go. Go. Is VOC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sheikh only on The Voice of the Cape. Welcome to
0: It Has Gone 15 after 7 o'clock. This is breakfast. We're all over your wireless until 9 o'clock this morning. Breakfast with Gulam and Sabira. Now, the burial space at Johnson Road Cemetery, also known as During Hoogta out in Athlone, has reached capacity and there is no space for genazas. And in a statement, the Fagis Kral Cemetery Board says in light of the increase in fatalities during the COVID-19 pandemic, it is now filled to capacity and the public will be referred to other cemeteries. However, it can accommodate the reopening of family graves with the official consent um, of a bona fide family members. Joining us online, Abdullah Salih, Chairman of the the Fahis Kral Cemetery. Abdullah, as-salamu alaykum, shukran so much for your time this morning on Breakfast 91.3 FM. We know that this is, is, um, you know, it's nothing new. It's always been in the pipeline. You know, there's always been talks around it, etc. But if we were to look at, um, you know, the Contributing factors firstly and then secondly also if we're looking at you um, know what are the alternatives are there other land being considered close by
2: um warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. firstly Qulam, there is other land that we are looking at but we're still busy uh, with the city uh, in that regard um and the, on the other hand we only do reopenings at the moment that is reopen existing graves Right. That is older
0: than 15 years. Okay. We're going to get the, the, the city on because I know that um, you know, we, we've been talking about this for almost a year already. So we'll get the city on in the next couple of minutes. But you were talking about you know, opening or reopening existing graves. And one of the criteria was is that the grave needed to be 15 years older or older. What other um, you know, procedures or requirements you know, um, are in place to have these graves reopened?
2: Actually, the first thing that has to happen is a family member should come out to the Kabbalah and show us exactly where the grave is that needs to be reopened. Right? That's the first thing that they should do. Secondly, they should then give us a signed affidavit that it is uh, the exact um, uh, that, or it is the correct cobbler that needs to be opened. Because we found in the past that people are showing the wrong Kabbalah. Thirdly, we need... Before we can open uh, a hole, we need to have a DHA-1663 form, or the undertakers call it a BI-1663. And uh, that is the form with the deceased um, fingerprints on it. And we need a copy of the uh, deceased ID and a stamp of the registered undertaker.
0: Right. So, so that is basically what you require. And, ha- you know, what has the response been like from family members, you know, if they are told that graves can be reopened to accommodate other families? Are those things considered?
2: You see, what we're telling the family members at the moment is to physically come to the Kabristan and, and uh, mock the cobbles the, uh, uh, the of the uh, family. Because what happens on the day of the Janazah, then everybody rushes to the Kabristan and then there's a big argument about where the, the cupboard exactly is, because some people haven't been to the cupboard in more than twenty years.
0: Yeah. And and then let's look at the costs. You know, are, are the are there still costs involved with reopening the the existing graves?
2: Yes, the the cost of, to reopen an existing grave is a thousand five hundred rand. Okay, and then we we uh, we also do um, late burials, uh, but that must first be arranged with the with the management of the cemetery. Mm.
0: Now, what other cemeteries are people being referred to? We know that uh, Mobra has become also quite common, but uh, within your surroundings, uh, the only one that I can think of that is quite close would also be Pook Road, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yes, Pook Road, and also the majority of the people is going to Clip Road at the moment. Okay. So, so I don't know how long the space is going to last here at uh, Clip
0: Road. But uh, just before I let you go, um, Abdullah, the, the the talks that you guys are having with the city, how soon will this be concluded? We know that Johnson Road holds, um, you know. <laughs> it's uh, this. They bear significance to many families, many families bury there and it's just become sort of common practice now. our family bury at Johnson Road or our family bury only at Mowbray for argument's sake, so surely you know families that is that is attached to the Mubraray in that regard you know they are also perhaps looking forward to this um talks to conclude with the city very soon um how hope how how soon are you hoping to conclude these talks
2: um i, I Inshallah, we hope it's going to be very soon. But um, we still have a piece of land that you're busy clearing at the moment. Where is so, that land? So we hope that, uh, that we, will be, we will be able to visit there in, in the next month or two.
0: Okay, and where where exactly is this land, uh, Abdullah?
2: It, it, it is already attached to the existing cemetery. Okay. Right. It's, it has already been fenced. We just need to sort out some environment uh, uh, environmental issues.
0: Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Let's leave it at that. Uh, Abdullah Saleh, chairman at the Kral Cemetery, um, uh, um, confirming with us now that uh, the cemetery Sabra is full to capacity. They're only um, opening up uh, existing graves that are 15 years or older, and uh, of course, it's going to cost you 1,500 and to do that. But there are so many uh, documents that you require to do, so you need to be able to come in physically and come um, and identify where the land or the hole is that you want to, the, the grave is that you want to have reopened. There's some forms that is needed. Um, you know, to also uh, get um, the permission um, for them to open up the holes. But I also think it's important, Swabra, that we get hold of the city To also uh, share comment on this mm,
1: Absolutely, so online we do have Zaid Bajuddin Maker member for community services and health Zahid, good morning, and yeah, you are part of the show now Welcome, good to be chatting <laughs> Good
3: morning to you, Salam to our listeners
1: Now, Zahid, I feel like I'm having deja vu Because I think we did a sort of, you know, touch on this last year sometime about the same time, and if I recall, um, I'm not sure if Susan Bryce is still the city's head of c- cemetery management, but she had mentioned mm-hmm. at the time that even though you know there was a, a, a high demand for land, that land for this for cemetery use was not high on the city's priority list. Does this still stand with regards to this instance of Johnson Road now being you know full to capacity? So, a lot of
3: street- Changed, um, I would imagine, since that conversation. Obviously, uh, since then, COVID nineteen has happened, and the city has needed to ramp up its efforts uh, to identify land uh, where new cemeteries could be uh, opened up, but also to identify uh, existing cemeteries where extensions can take place. And so that process has has uh, has uh, transpired, and it's it's being processed at the moment. But I wanted to quickly just i just touch on the, the matter of uh, Feigli's ground mm. uh, symmetry, if I could quickly. Mm-hmm. This is not a new conversation that mm. the board has been having with the city of Cape Town. But I also think it's important that uh, it be fair to say that the city of Cape Town is not the driving role player in this process either. Johnson Road Cemetery is a private cemetery that's managed by a board Mm. the city of Cape Town has already given input into the potential extension into that land An environmental impact assessment was done many years ago Mm. the results of which has lapsed and then also renewed again because of the slow reaction and response by the board to be able to address and accept the agreements and approvals that had been done the city however is a available to assist the board as we've said to them as we've said uh, to the MJC through the process but it's definitely not a city-led process because it's a private uh, cemetery in terms of what we have available uh, as the city of Cape Town we've got 12 specific cemeteries. Sorry, I, so uh, I
1: just want to ask on that point you mentioned about the approvals you know have there been disapprovals from the the, the cemetery board if that's holding things up and what have they been?
3: Ma'am, did you ask if there was disapproval? Yes. No, no, not at all. I think, uh, in terms of the applications for the approval to extend uh, any cemetery, it's a very complex process that requires a number of uh, assessments. One of that is the environmental impact assessment: what it, or, or what kind of impact it will have on the surrounding communities. And in addition to that, the new regulations that say cemeteries cannot be built within five hundred meters of residential areas. It takes into consideration uh, the water table, how high mm. the water and then also because of that or depending on that, what other additional measures need to be taken in order to avoid any potential contamination. And so this is all of the issues that are being considered. This is not city regulations or city bylaws. This is very much national guidelines that need to be ad- adhered to. But again as I've said, we are a number of private cemeteries in the city, eight, uh, about eight of them where um, Ms. Susan Bryce is very much still involved in the city and has a very special relationship Relationship with all of these cemeteries and private pools remains available uh, to assist those organizations through the process. But it's very important that when the approvals come in uh, that you have the necessary tools to be able to enact upon any extension that has been applied for this application that Facescraw has been made many, many years ago, but the response to be able to extend uh, the, uh, the the cemetery unfortunately hasn't been uh, as quick uh, to take place. But again, we'll available to assist uh, through that. But just on our cemeteries, we've got about 12 of them uh, from Mordidam to Atlantis, Clip Road was mentioned as well. All of these cemeteries are, uh, I can give you the entire list, Dido Valley, Ocean View, Claimsley, etc., do have capacity in our Muslim allotments to take on additional burials. Clip Road, as was mentioned, uh, has current available capacity of about 480 uh, graves in, that. Particular cemetery, Maitland uh, of about 48, Wallerstein 443 and a number of these uh, cemeteries don't unfortunately see the num- see a-, 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 a decent number of burials because our Muslim community prefers to go obviously where their families are, are buried because there's a, a preference there. Um, in terms of our efforts going forward the city has identified mm. 35 uh, additional Land parcels that are being investigated, or 36 uh, additional land parcels that are being investigated, um, that are going through various stages of investigations, uh, which include uh, the geotechnical studies uh, that that, that take into consideration those assessments uh, that I've mentioned, and they've spread across the city. Five specific or six specific. Cemeteries have already been extended uh, to be yeah. able to accommodate additional graves. And this is Wallisteen, Valmut, uh, Atlantis, Clip Road, Maitland, and Metro Southeast. And so we're very much able to accommodate uh, Muslim burials in our cemeteries mm. at a cheaper rate than private cemeteries mm. as well, depending on the type of grave. It could range from 920 Rand all the way up to 2,245 Rand, depending on the type, right. again, private versus public, and then also different to private cemeteries, and it's important for me to emphasize here, the city doesn't have any after hour uh, charges as was the rumors on mm. what, about a month or so ago.
1: Okay, well Zaid, thank you so much for providing um, that information to us this morning. We do appreciate your time, and that was Make a Member for Community Safety and Health just speaking to us and responding um, to the issue out in Johnson Road with regards to the capacity now um, at its full, but he says, you know, obviously it takes the city together with um, the Johnson Road Board, or the Fakey Carl Cemetery Board, rather, um, to sort of, you know, get things going.